0: good friend Wendy, and you're listening to the Reaching Out with Reach podcast. This is the show that brings you discussions and topics surrounding our community, prevention, and recovery. Today, Erica Viers, our coalition coordinator, is here to talk about symptoms of burnout and ways to overcome it.
1: Last year, I was working in healthcare and found myself in a dark place, a place of utter exhaustion. It seemed that I couldn't get enough rest to alleviate my mental fatigue it likely started during the fall of 2021, and initially I didn't even realize what was happening. But I began to notice that I was not myself, and I hadn't been for a while. My co-workers and I had made it through the worst of the effects of the pandemic, or so I thought. Hello, I'm Erica Viers, Coalition Coordinator with REACH across Johnson County. I'd like to use this opportunity to discuss burnout and compassion fatigue. Something that I and several of my friends had experienced during this difficult time of the pandemic, I noticed that many of the people that seemed to be struggling were social workers, first responders, healthcare workers, teachers, and really any field that required you to give of yourself to others. Compassion fatigue is a type of burnout related to be the result of working directly with victims of disasters trauma or illness, especially in healthcare industry. Individuals working in other helping professions are also at risk for experiencing compassion fatigue. Burnout is a term that describes the impact of stressful workplace. And burnout usually has a longer recovery time and compassion fatigue typically is a quicker recovery time than burnout if managed early. Some of the work-related causes of burnout can include lack of control an inability to influence decisions that affect your job, like your schedule, assignments, or even your workload. Those could lead to job burnout. So could a lack of the resources you need to do your work. Maybe the quality of the resources that you have and you're not able to get your task done as you would like to. Maybe it's unclear job expectations. If you're unclear about the degree of the authority you have or what your supervisor or others expect from you, you're not likely to feel comfortable at work. Dysfunctional workplace dynamics, also known as toxic work environment. I think we've all had that one job that you absolutely hated. It just felt miserable to be there. Perhaps you work with an office bully or you feel undermined by colleagues or your boss micromanages your work. This can contribute to job stress. Maybe it's an extreme of activity when a job is monotonous or chaotic. You need constant energy to remain focused, which can lead to fatigue and job burnout. Lack of social support. If you feel isolated at work and in your personal life, you can feel more stressed. Being in a small office or cubicle all day can contribute to these feelings of isolation. How's your work life balance? If your work takes up so much of your time and effort that you don't have energy to spend time with your family and friends, you might burn out more quickly. And some of the lifestyle causes, are you working too much? Does your job leave you with any time for socializing or relaxing? Or the lack of close supportive relationships. Maybe you've been too tired to maintain those relationships. Are you taking on too many responsibilities without enough help for others or not getting enough sleep? Symptoms of work burnout can include being cynical and critical at work, or do you drag yourself to work and then you still have trouble getting started? Maybe you've decided you come in late every day because you just don't want to go or you try to leave early. Or have you become irritable and impatient with your coworkers, customers, clients, patients? Do you lack the energy to be consistently productive? Do you find it hard to concentrate? Or maybe you're lacking satisfaction from your achievements, where once that would make you happy and it just doesn't anymore. Do you feel disillusioned about your job? And maybe you've started using food, drugs, or alcohol to feel better about your job or to simply not feel I know during the pandemic a lot of people had turned to alcohol it started off as having a drink after work to feel better about the day and then it became where it was more of a problem it went from one drink to several drinks how are your sleep habits have they changed maybe you're sleeping too much or not enough are you troubled by unexplained headaches, stomach or bowel problems, or other physical complaint complaints? This can lead to long-term health issues if your stress is untreated. Compassion fatigue can show itself in a range of symptoms and behaviors as well. Some of these includes diminished ability or interest to care for others. You used to have that caring heart and maybe you just quite don't feel like you used to. Or do you have a preoccupation with people you help? Mental or physical exhaustion Anger or irritability Anxiety or depression Intrusive thoughts Sleep problems Being easily distracted Startled Hopelessness about helping work Flashbacks Hypervigilance Avoidance of certain activities Certain situations Or certain people you help Maybe feeling like a failure as a helper. How about drops in productivity? Emotional numbness. Trouble separating your personal and professional life. A decreased capacity to experience sympathy and empathy. Dysfunctional coping behaviors. Again, misusing alcohol or drugs. Or did you start taking more time off work? Maybe you've started calling in where before you didn't feel the need to. What about your reduced decision-making abilities? Feeling disconnected, decreased satisfaction or enjoyment with work. Those experiencing symptoms of burnout or compassion fatigue often haven't been taking good care of themselves and may be depressed. Eventually, they can lose interest in caring for themselves and those that they look after. So with either, you're really gonna need to evaluate your options. You wanna discuss these concerns with your supervisor Maybe you can work together to change expectations or reach compromises or a solution. Setting goals for what must get done and what can wait. Also, seeking support. Whether you reach out to coworkers, friends, or loved ones, support and collaboration can help you cope. If you have access to an employee assistance program, take advantage of relevant services. You can always call the member service number on the back of your insurance card. A lot of them do have these EAP programs that offer things like free counseling services. Maybe you wanna try a stress relaxing activity or anti-stress activity. Explore programs that can help with stress such as yoga, meditation, reading, even coloring. Getting some exercise. Regular physical activity can help you better deal with stress. It can also take your mind off work. Getting sleep. Sleep restores your well-being and helps protect your health. Mindfulness. Mindfulness is the activity of focusing on your breath flow and being intensely aware of what you're sensing and feeling at every moment without interruption or judgment in a job setting. This practice involves facing situations with openness and patience and without judgment. Keep an open in mind as you consider options. Try not to let a demanding or unrewarding job undermine your health. Remember, almost every caregiver experiences burnout at some point. There are a number of things you can do to help take care of yourself to stay healthy and prevent burnout, including being honest with yourself and knowing what you can and can't do. You cannot do it all by yourself. Do the task you can and delegate the rest to others. It is okay to say no when you think a task could be too stressful or you don't have time to do it. Set healthy boundaries. Take regular breaks. Breaks can help relieve some of the stress and restore your energy. Use the time to do things that help you relax and to improve your mood. Even just 10-minute breaks can help. I know in an office setting, I would just get up and walk around the whole building. Maybe even go to my car for a few minutes and just be out of that office setting, out of that cubicle, really did help. And making sure to take my lunches out of the office so that I wouldn't be disrupted and so that I'm out of that setting. Um, Also attending social activities, meeting with friends, continuing your hobbies and doing things that you enjoy are important to maintain your happiness and avoid isolating yourself. These activities should be something that gets you away from daily routines and the setting of caregiving. Paying attention to your feelings and needs. It's easy to forget to take care of your needs if you're a caregiver. So make sure to take time for yourself, even if that means scheduling it. Take care of your health. Keep your regular doctor's appointments, including preventative care. Taking your medications and seeing your doctor when you're feeling sick. If you're not healthy, you cannot take care of someone else. Eat a healthy diet. Eating nutritious meals keeps you healthy and improves energy and stamina. Exercise. I know we've mentioned that earlier, but it is a great way to relieve stress, increase your energy, and take time for yourself. It can also help improve depression. Maintaining that sleep schedule, getting enough rest is vital for your well-being and to maintain stamina. Now, if you have to, take family leave. If you work, you can make use of family leave benefits available to you. Removing the stress of your job can reduce your responsibilities and free up time for yourself, even if it's temporary. If you are a caregiver for a loved one, consider respite care. When you need a break, using respite care for a few hours to a few weeks is an option in most places. When you need a few hours or a day to yourself in home services, such as health aids or daycare centers, can help you take care of your loved one. A residential care facility provides overnight care if you need a longer break. The drawback is that you do pay a fee for the services, and they're usually not covered by Medicare or insurance. But maintaining a healthy mind, body, and spirit is essential for the well-being of both you and your loved ones. Know the warning signs of burnout and compassion fatigue to recognize it in yourself and others. Stay well.
0: Burnout can happen to anyone. Thanks for discussing it with us and sharing healthy ways to counter it. Well, that about wraps up our episode. As always, if you're wondering how you can help, you can join our coalition meetings. You can also support our youth and family programs with a tax-deductible donation or food gift cards. And if you have any questions, you can email us at info at reachcouncil.org. That's I-N-F-O at R E A C H C O U N C I L dot org, or you can follow us at Reach Council on Facebook or Instagram. Thanks for listening to our show. Stay tuned for ongoing monthly podcasts from our Reach teams on all things prevention and recovery. So remember, life is full of choices, so choose happy and choose healthy. Bye.